Hi, this is Sean Perrin, and you're listening to episode 44 of the Clarinet Podcast, the show where I discuss all that's new and neat with clarinet with the neatest people in the industry. Today on the show, I speak with Brittany Bauman, who is the office manager for Nouveau Instrumental. We discuss the unique, fun, and even colorful instrument line that Nouveau offers young students. We go over some of the benefits of these instruments for beginners, why teachers might be compelled to use them in their classroom, and a surprising clarinet celebrity that actually got their start on one of these instruments. For full details about Nouveau Instrumental, Brittany Bauman, and to hear some samples and sort of see what these instruments look like, which you definitely will want to do, they're, they're pretty fun and creative, um, check out the show notes for episode 44 at clarinet.com. The giveaway for today's episode is a Nouveau Dude valued at approximately $30 US, and you can even select between the white and pink version or the blue and black. If you'd like a chance to win this and other items mentioned on the podcast, be sure to go to clarinet.com and enter your email address in our email subscription box. This will also give you access to free content updates, special offers, coupons, and more. One quick correction before we get started today is that Brittany's reference to Doug Lyons about halfway through the interview should actually be to Graham Lyons. Sorry about this. And now, I bring you Brittany Bauman of Nouveau Instrumental after a brief message from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by D'Addario Woodwinds. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques. So you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from D'Addario Woodwinds, visit D'Addario.com woodwinds. So I'm here today with Brittany Bauman, who is the office manager for Nouveau Instruments. Brittany, welcome to the podcast. And would you please tell us a little bit about what you do at Nouveau and what your a day in the office is like for you? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me today. I am the office manager of the U.S. office of Nouveau in Beverly, Mass. Um, currently, it's our only U.S. location, um, but as we'll probably talk about, we're hoping to soon expand. So right now, it's our one location. So the actual company is based in the U.K., is that correct? Yes, that's where the manufacturing is. Um, and it's already a very popular country uh, company in Asia and Europe, and it's just starting to come over to the U.S. now. Oh, wow. So it's a global presence then. Yes. Yep. So the, the Nouveau product line focuses on beginner instruments for young students, and that includes um, a very uh, basic recorder, but also more advanced instruments such as the full clarineo, which is actually a chromatic instrument. Would you walk us quickly through the product line that you offer? Sure. So we do have recorder. Um, we The next step up from that, we're trying to bridge the gap between recorder and beginning an band instruments. So for many students, a full-sized instrument might be too heavy for them or for a variety of reasons. So our instruments are really lightweight to fill in the gap. So we have what's called a toot. It's like a recorder si fingering and size, but it's held just like a flute. Um, and then we also have what we call a dude. And it looks like a miniaturized, simplified clarinet. And it has um, some finger movement mechanics. So it's not just the holes like recorder. Um, but those are our two transitional instruments. And then from the step up from that, what we have is a J sax, which is a simplified version of the saxophone. And then our clarinet, our clarineo, and our flute are a little bit more advanced from there. So that's our higher end for our instruments. 
So I have to say the whole product line is so sort of expertly crafted for, for children. The products come in different colors. They have a great feel. Um, even little features right down to the, the name tag on the case that for the Clarineo. They all seem to really be thought of with teachers and students in mind. Um, can we talk about the design a bit and some of the challenges for designing and marketing to the younger audience? Sure. I mean, I have to say, I've only been with Nevo a few months now, but that was one of the things that impressed me as well. Um, I was previously a music educator, and they definitely have schools and children specifically in mind. Um, they want to make it fun for kids. There are all different colors. They come in black and white, and then you can pick if you want to add blue, pink, or green. So it makes it a very fun experience. Um, and our engineers have worked really hard to make sure that they sound good. The tone quality is really nice. So they are all tuned in the key of C, which is pretty unusual when you get into the clarinet. Um, but it makes it really nice because it's easy for the instruments to be played together. So they tried to make it easily accessible to learn from the recorder, but then also give students a wide range of learning from there. Well, it's worth noting for anyone who might think that the colors are kind of gimmicky or unnecessary or whatever, I, you know, even to the recorder there, you guys have a little system where as the student advances, they can earn a new colored ring on the end. What was the design philosophy behind that? Yeah, that was based on a lot of like recorder karate similar. Mm -hmm. um, so in recorder karate where students can earn belts, this you can earn a belt like a band of color and actually put it right on your recorder. So there's three slots on the bottom. Um, you can get different colored rings if you want to make them different levels. Um, but it's just a fun way for the kids to track their progress when it's right on the instrument. So they don't have to lose it or anything like that. I think that's so much fun. And it's such a rewarding thing for a very young student to, to experience. What is recorder karate? I've never heard of this before. Do they actually do karate? Uh, no, it's actually funny you say that. It's a U.S. system where they, they can play a certain song. They can earn kind of like their recorder karate belts and they can tie it on their recorder. And then as they go up in level, the songs get more and more difficult and complex. Oh, that's uh, very cool. Yeah. So there's that kind of concept is used in a variety of different ways. Some people tie strings, some people just earn a certificate and we do the bands on the instrument. So it's just a visual way to see how they're doing. So what age group then are these products marketed for? You say it's trying to fill the gap between recorder and uh, so-called real instruments or I guess full band instruments. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> is there a specific age group it's targeted for? Um, specifically starting with students around five years old, we have general guidelines for ages, but we know that each school system is completely different in when they choose to teach certain things. Um, so I'll speak from personal experience. I started recorder in third grade, but my students didn't begin band until sixth grade. So we had a big gap in between. Mm. Um, and three years of recorder was a lot by the end. So something like this would have been great to help keep their skills developing before the district decided they can start band. Um, some districts start much earlier, so recorder could be taught even earlier than that, like first grade, kindergarten, we've had students try it. So it, it depends on working with what a district already has and trying to help them where they're at rather than dictating a specific way. 
So let's say I'm a band teacher and I'm looking into um, sort of adopting this system for my transitional, the transitional years between recorder and, and, and full band. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of costs are we looking at as far as a startup for this? And are there any um, real benefits to this that we might not be considering? Yeah, so one benefit would definitely be the lightweight. Um, Since they are made of a plastic, they weigh virtually nothing, and a kid can very comfortably hold it. So we've had students that will take our student flute, which looks just like a straight student flute, and they will use that in their beginning band class because it's much lighter for them. Um, There's also smaller openings for the fingers. So for little hands that can't quite reach all the keys yet, they're designed to be closer together so that um, any student can easily access the instruments. Um, But I would say they're very durable. We try to make them very inexpensive. I mean, for the toot and the dude we were talking about earlier, they're between 25 and 30 American dollars. Um, So we try to keep the price point pretty low. We don't want we don't want it to be a huge burden for schools. We want them to be excited and be something they can invest in. And is this typically something a school buys a class set of or do they pass the cost along to the the student and let them keep the instrument at the end? Yeah, we've seen both ways. Um, We've had some schools buy each student will buy their own instrument. But we've had more and more schools that have maybe bought 20 Um, instrument bodies and then you can buy just the replacement mouthpieces which is just a few dollars so if a student comes in with their own mouthpiece and puts it on the instrument then it keeps the sanitation and they can still play and return their instrument at the end of class so then they're just responsible for the mouthpiece so there's different ways you can go about it depending on if cost is a big factor so if you do choose to reuse the instruments at the end of the school year Um, How can they be cleaned and sanitized for reuse? The instruments are actually 100% waterproof, so you could even put them through the dishwasher on the top rack. Um, They are completely safe with soap and water. You can use any disinfectant and they will come out fine. So it's actually a really good selling point for them as well that we want them to be clean and want to make that easy. Yeah, I think that's that's actually a really interesting um, aspect to it. And even the reeds, are the reeds washable and reusable that way? Yes. I mean, I would probably take it off and not, you could put it through the dishwasher, but that might be easier to wash with hot soap and water. So let's just walk listeners through uh, the two products that I've had a chance to try here, which are probably the ones that are most relevant to clarinet players. Um, the dude here, I have a black one right here in my hands right now. And I also have a, a, a pink one. And the pink one has sort of a white body with uh, pink sort of behind the keys and a little ring. And the black one looks almost exactly like a clarinet, except it has a little blue ring and these little soft um, pads. I, I absolutely love the feel of these soft pads. What was what was the design idea behind that? Um, trying to make it responsive while also keeping the waterproof aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like a silicone mixture and... It's, I felt it was very responsive and did exactly what, you know, maybe a felt pad would do just with different materials. So on the website, it says that these, this mechanism actually helps students find the keys more than on a simple open hold system like a recorder. Why is that? Um, I think it's the fact that it's tactile. It's a different material. So when you're pressing a recorder, sometimes you can't feel exactly the opening underneath and I some students might have um, 
like lack of a feeling or it's just a little bit more complex to if you're only keeping a opening half open versus mm-hmm. all the way closed. So it just makes it very simple. You just push that and you know it's closed. Yeah, no, I, I actually think that it does help to feel it for sure. And one of my favorite features actually is this little adjustable thumb rest and the soft bell. So even if it whacks against something, um, it's not going to you know leave a dent or damage the instrument. So I think it's a really, really cool little product. Um, the Clarineo has um, a fully chromatic system and all the keys, it's so interesting. Some of them have little sliders and then other ones have rings on them. Um, you now include a fingering chart that allows someone to play with this completely. But where would a student normally start on here? Are we going to do an open note or are we going to do like a three finger C or what do you advise? Um, that would probably be up to the teacher. I'm, mm-hmm. I would probably start with a three finger C, but, um, there's so many different ways. I mean, I think, I think about all the method books I've seen for band instruments over the year. Everybody has a little bit different approach, but it's designed to be easy and hopefully accessible with anything on the left hand to start. Absolutely. And so the rings are nice and small and easy to cover. All the key press is very nice and light, I find. And mm-hmm. um, I think that the, the, again, the look is so compelling for students. It, it has sort of a, it obviously doesn't sort of have the same feel as a, as a metal um, keyed, fully functional professional clarinet. But I mean, I think to a student, the fact that it, it looks kind of space age and advanced and has all these really understandable buttons is, is just fantastic. What's the feedback for this been like? We've had great response from the clarineo, um, from students as well as clarinet players. I've gotten more and more people that are interested in what the clarineo can do and we've actually recently had um, the Legier Reed Company. They designed a synthetic reed specifically with the Nouveau brand on it. And that's opened up a lot of excitement with clarinet players because now it's a little bit, it can take it a little bit further for the more advanced player. Is that the Vibe Reeds? Is that how you say it? Yes. Yep. Yeah, they, they've it's- actually sent me some of those to, to review and talk about on a separate episode. So I look forward to that. Um, Excellent. Chatting with Tim Elvey about the new new vibe student reads. So that'd be very interesting, actually. Yeah, exactly. And it's nice to see that other people are interested in the concept. So about this, this uh, clarineo, the one question I had is that I had only seen this clarinet um, the first time a few years ago. But with a little bit of research, I found out that this is actually based on the Lion C clarinet. Have any information about the transition to that or what, what sort of... Um, differences there are between the two instruments? Yeah, so what I found out is that the Lion C clarinet was kind of the original model that the clarineo is now based on. Mm -hmm. So Lions was the other one um, who was one of the co-founders of Nouveau. And he created this instrument that actually Julian Bliss played, um, I believe at four years old. And that's what- Yes, I was gonna bring that up actually. It was, I think what he started on. Yeah, which I, this was new to me as well. I had no idea. But after that fact, once Nouveau came to be about, because it hasn't been around that long, then they made modifications and that became the modern clarineo. But it's not too much different. They're based on the same concepts. So the original Lion C, was that something designed for the the British market only? And this is more internationally based? Is that one of the, the differences, the distribution? Yeah, it was more of a test clarinet, you could say. They, <laughs> Doug Lyons was very interested to see what it could do, but wasn't sure. Um, I believe he wanted to kind of see what the market would be like. And I don't know all the details about 
um, their partnership in or with Max and uh, Lions. But I do know that it came to be about that. Well, yeah, I think it's really, really interesting. And the, the original one, I believe, came out in the very late 80s um, and has sort of had a bit of a cult following after that. It's just a little easy to carry around, carry around durable C clarinet. And I think it's great to see something like this making its way into the schools. Um, at Nouveau online, it says something, a comment that interested me online. You said that the design process starts by taking a fresh look at the form mechanisms and materials commonly found in traditional instruments, many of which have their design roots in the 1800s. I I think that's a really, you know, it's interesting point. We often don't think about how old these instruments really are. Um, But then again, there's a lot of traditionalists out there who sometimes I believe, or sorry, I feel like they're, they're sort of stuck back then. Has there any, Mm -hmm. has there been any negative feedback about these instruments as far as like changing the sort of natural instruments we've kind of come become accustomed to or? Any thoughts about that? Not that I have heard specifically. I would say I, for the most part, have gotten overwhelmingly really positive feedback. The mm-hmm. some feedback I have heard is that, like, we have another instrument called the J-Sax, which is a little bit simplified saxophone. Mm-hmm. And some people want, um, want, like, the F-sharp key and, like, a little bit more advanced mechanisms than what's currently on it. So I think if anything, people have tended to say that they want it to do everything, you know, the modern instruments can do. So it's interesting to think about it on the other side. And I haven't personally heard a whole lot, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are some thoughts like that out there. Interesting. So if anything, people want more from it, not... uh... Yeah, because it already can do so much more than... You might look at it and think, oh, it's just a plastic instrument. But when you play it and hear the sound, you want it to do everything your other instrument can do. So I think people tend to push it more that direction. Well, that's actually interesting because my next uh, topic of conversation, I want it to be the sound. And when I got this in the mail, the first thing I did was unbox it and, and play it live on air. And some of the people that tuned in... Um, they said, wow, it sounds good. And, and I was actually pretty impressed. I mean, it's just a little plastic sort of tube and everything's plastic on it. You wouldn't expect it to, to sound um, as, as good as a, as a you know, normal clarinet. I was really, really impressed. Do you guys manufacture harder reeds for more so-called professional players on this instrument? Or um, can you use another kind of reed or how does that work? So it's the reed is the same size as the E flat reed. So I believe um, synthetic reeds will fit. The difference with ours is we have a little notch on the back that helps it fit right into place on the instrument. Mm-hmm. E flat reeds will fit on there. You just won't. It won't be easy to slide in like what we manufacture. Um, but that's where things like the vib reed come in, where companies are starting to hear about our product and want to create a reed to fill that. We are specifically thinking in terms of children mostly. So we have um, size one, one and a half and two reeds. So that is accessible for most kids and early beginners. Um, For people who know much more about the instrument and want to play, I would encourage them to look with the more advanced reeds that other companies are starting to make. Yeah, because that was my one thought when I tried it actually is that the reeds are cool that it comes with and stuff, but for me, obviously, I felt they were quite a bit too soft. So you're saying I could use any E-flat clarinet reed on here? Yes. Yeah. The um, I haven't tried it personally, but I've heard you can use wood ones too. And I'd be interested to actually hear what that is like. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be trying that now, actually. What about an E-flat mouthpiece? Can you upgrade the mouthpiece on this with any E-flat clarinet mouthpiece, or is it, it has to be the Nouveau one? 
That's a good question. I'm not sure of that, to be honest. I'll have to try it out here and, and see. Because, yeah, I have a feeling that you could sort of turn this thing into sort of a prosumer product and take it to jams or play outside or sort of do whatever you want to do. Has there been more market for that than we might realize for these products? There seems to be. I mean, we I personally ship to a lot of dealers and the dis- dealers and distributors deal with customers. But I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube and people playing outside um, and it opens up a whole bunch of possibilities. So I, I would not be surprised that people are using it for those reasons. I mean, one of my first thoughts was, you know, you go camping or something and your guitarist friend brings his guitar. Someone can bring the harmonica and as a wind player or clarinetist, you're kind of left out. I mean, you're not going to bring a $5,000 clarinet out to the go camping with, but I mean, something <laughs> like this, you can even read from the lead sheet and not have to worry about it. You can that just play exactly along. That was exactly my thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Super fun. So many things you could do with that. I mean, the dude, I, I would just have that as something I keep in my backpack to go hiking with. Even <laughs> 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 Why not? Why not? And for anyone who is well-versed in snow, it would be nice to have an instrument you could take outside any time of the year and not have to worry about it getting ruined. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a B-flat version of this planned or is it going to stay C? Um, For now, it's going to be C. I know that they're constantly developing new advancements and instruments. So if we get enough feedback that there's an interest in that, um, they definitely take all feedback to heart. So... We would love to hear those comments. Well, yeah, because I, I do think that the C clarinet is an obvious benefit for several reasons. One being the weight. The second one being the uh, the spacing of the keys, the size of the holes, and also the transposition benefits. Um, but then I can also imagine an equally sort of beneficial uh, B-flat version that, you know, could have the outside abilities, the, the lightweight for marching or something. But uh, it'd be yeah. interesting, an interesting idea. So. Yeah, always. It's nice being able to dream up those things because I could see that being very fun as well. Especially with all the different colors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to be devil's advocate here. Um, and I I do think that um, in some ways students do need to get started earlier on, on wind instruments. But I, I do see, again, some backlash as far as people saying, well, why can't they just wait for a real instrument or why can't they start on a real instrument? What would you say to people who feel that way? Um, I guess I would start by saying that our goal is not to replace them playing the full size instruments later on. We want them to do that. I think we're trying to capture students excitement earlier on before they get too busy in so many other activities. And I know it's very hard because kids are kids are pulled in a million different directions and we just want to expose them to music early on and give them a chance to experience it and just have some fun. Um, and hopefully that would, you know, satisfy some of the questions, but I know that I can understand people having some hesitations, but we just want to give children the opportunity. Well, I wonder if the hesitations are mostly in the wind world, because I mean, violins, for example, or even guitars, the one reason these students become so incredible by the early teen years is because they've been doing it already for a decade, you know? That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I once heard someone speculate that one of the reasons perhaps, you know, obviously Julian Bliss is amazing, but maybe one of the things that helped him get there was the fact that he had a clarinet mouthpiece in his mouth 10 years before his friends. That's true. You know, so maybe there's... I mean, I'm a flute player myself, and if someone asked me, 
to teach, you know, a very young child flute, I personally would not give them a full metal flute, even though I would love for them to play. I know it's not developmentally appropriate. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they're five years old and I give them a little toot, it's very small. They can handle it. It's not going to hurt them developmentally. That's something I can feel really good about as an educator. Yeah, you know, one thing I've had some very young clarinet students come to me, you know, ranging from five to seven before. And depending on the size of their hands, they really... They can't even make a sound and it's so frustrating for them. And then they develop terrible habits by holding the side of the clarinet with their hand and things like that. And I have to say that next time, um, well, in the past, I, one thing I've tried is going to an E-flat clarinet. But of course, there's it's, there's a whole host of other concerns with that. Um, but at least they can get notes and make a sound, right? So, right. But I think next time I will definitely consider this as an option. I think it's a really, really cool starting point, And I, I do hope to see it catching on in schools. Yeah, great. We do, too. I've actually spoken to a couple educators that have tried it with just what you said, young students, you know, one on one lessons just to see how it goes. And for some kids, it's exactly what they needed, because rather than start off an instrument with so much frustration because they can't make any sound, now they're immediately successful. And that can do wonders to getting them really excited. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, if you can get um, the wind players going at the same time as the string players, maybe we'll see a sort of advancement of, of wind playing on a on a grand scale, on a more broad scale. Yeah. And as a wind player, I would love to see that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, of course. So you guys have been so generous with the giveaway today and one lucky listener is going to get a chance to win a Nouveau Dude. What would you have to say to the person who gets to win this item? I hope that you enjoy it and... We love getting feedback and seeing them in action. So we welcome any pictures or videos you may want to send. There are some fun videos online. I've seen uh, you guys actually have some some ones of uh, what's that song called? Um, Uptown. Yes. Uptown Funk. That's the yeah. one. There's a, there's a couple other ones as well. And people are actually doing their own. So, yeah, I guess uh, maybe get some sort of dude and clarineo ensemble going and see what you can do. Yeah, we would love that. The perfect busking instrument. <laughs> <laughs> so we can find these products on your website at nouveauinstrumental.com. Are they also available in local music stores? They are. We have many distributors across the country. So you can go on um, our website and you can find worldwide who ships them. We also ship through Amazon. Um, so you'll find a variety of ways to find these instruments. Fantastic. So I'll put a link up to that in the show notes there. And I'll also include links to the, the toot and the JSAX if you want to check that out as well. Great. Is, there, is there anything else you'd like to add about your products today? Um, I just wanted to add that some people are not aware on our website, we also have a section called Windstars. Hmm. And that is where we offer free method books for these instruments for a free download with free backing tracks. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, that's been a really great resource for schools. So the, you can go there anytime. You can play it right off the website. There's also a free iPad app that you can download called Nouveau Windstars. So, and that has all the same things. Um, so just making our music more accessible for people. That's amazing. So that's kind of like a class set you can download for free with the instruments. Exactly. Yep. And that'll start you square one, note one, and take you forward if you've never done it before. Wow. And is this something that anyone can access just to check out before they buy or is it after you make a purchase? Uh, nope. It's completely free. You don't even have to have one of our instruments to do it. Oh, wow. I'm going to put that up in the show notes there too then. So Great. 
Fantastic. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you about these products today. I look forward to writing a fairly involved review about them and posting that on the website as well. And um, I, I have to say, I'm really quite impressed by the sound of these. And I think that they're a fantastic addition to the clarinet world. Great. And thank you so much for featuring them. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Clarinet Podcast. If you'd like the chance to win items mentioned on the show, please be sure to head to www.clarinet.com and subscribe with your email address to our mailing list. You'll also receive free content updates, coupons, and more directly to your inbox. If you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. If you'd like to support the show directly, you can purchase your new and neat clarinet items at the Clarinet online store at clarinet.com store. Or you can become a backer on Patreon at clarinet.com Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Today's episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Didario Woodwinds. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques. So you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from D'Addario Woodwinds, visit daddario.com woodwinds.